character. Give me groceries and booze. Give me FaceTime with my friends. Give me intravenous news. Little drips of CNN. Give me meditation apps. Text me pictures of your dog. Just give me life. Give me peace. Give me noise. Someone give me fucking Hello, comrades, brothers and sisters, daughters of the revolution. Welcome back to the Brown Bolshevik, and you're in for a treat. Um, let's pause that because I don't, well, yeah, sometimes I have to my mind all the time. But anyway, um, I have a special guest, uh, and he's a very intriguing person, um, and... We're just gonna call him Jerusalem from now for now, uh, and later, you know, as time goes on and as we do more of these collaborations, uh, you'll get to know him, and you know, all will be revealed in good time. Um, so, Jerusalem, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, just to be clear, uh, yeah. for legal purposes. Yes. I, as far as I know, I'm I'm being interviewed here. That's I right. This is an interview on my request. Uh, so you're free to answer or not answer any question I post to you. Well, what I specifically so, want to say or is... Or whatever you're comfortable I, with. I did not ask you to post anything on my behalf. On the no, no, this is on my own volition. Uh, and for those of you who know me on Twitter, you follow me at... Uh, the Brown Bolshevik at Bolshevik Brown. And this is, again, I'm making this declaration. This is my doing. Uh, and I am not coercing. This is, I'm not being coerced. This is my story to share. And I believe, you know, uh, this man has some very valuable insights. I think for most of us in, uh, the Western world, especially in North America, where we are largely ignorant to, in, hence the name Jerusalem, because he is from Jerusalem, but again, his real name will declare at a later date. But anyway, uh, before we get going here, we're going to just, you know, kind of talk a lot of uh, foreign policy. I think we should touch on, you know, Canada's involvement in Mideast policy uh, especially in regards to Israel, Palestine, Palestine, um, you know, so I don't know. Um, did you want me to, should we put some background music on? Sure. Would you feel comfortable? Yeah. Let's put some Beastie Boys on and yeah. Do, do you want to spin it up? Sure, Shit. Let's enjoy. Shit. It's a show, man. Let's just make it light. Let's make it, you know, but like, you know, let's make it, uh, oh, I don't know if the volume's up. Hold on. Folks, we have technical difficulties. Difficulties. Okay, so where do we want to start? Well, like, one might notice a sharp turn during the Harper administration. Can we turn that down? Uh, yeah, just a hair. Perfect. When uh, 
they pretty much took a hardliner uh, position siding with Israel the whole way, rejecting any characterization of uh, uh, Israeli conduct as uh, criminal in the U.S. and also declaring uh, Hezbollah a terrorist group uh, at the time here in Canada. I think I'm, I'm not pretty sure it was the I, I don't know what date that was. I, I know the Harper government um, did unilaterally declare and I don't know, it's typical like how we jump on board with U.S. policy, foreign policy, in declaring certain organizations, terrorist organizations. But being that you're from the Middle East, I just want to know, I mean, the way I look at Hezbollah, from my own perspective, because they're fighting for the Palestinians' right to be a nation, Is is are they fighting for, what's... See, I, I'm, I'm going to go into... A little bit of an explanation here. Hezbollah, okay. Hezbollah, the Lebanese Hezbollah is a okay. Shiite militia. A Shiite militia, okay. Uh, yes. And it, it exists in Lebanon. While it advertises itself as someone that is a friend of the Palestinian cause and might every once in a while have skirmishes against Israel, uh, it doesn't directly fight for the Palestinians. Uh, so it's not a Palestinian organization. It, it rides the wave of the Palestinian cause more than it more than it being an integral part of it. Keep going, because um, I want what I want to look up. Because there was so, was it 2011? I'm trying to remember the year. So there was there was a specific year that. Uh, Israel engaged in, what's it, the Gaza Strip? It was either Gaza Strip or Golan Heights. It, well, it was southern Lebanon, I believe. Okay, then that would be the Golan Heights. Golan Heights. And so the Hezbollah, well, anyway, Israel sent troops in. I remember this, and it was in the summer, and I believe uh, it was, man, for some reason I want to believe it was... thought it was 2011 and they literally sent them packing which I was like floored um, well of course any incursion by Israel into southern Lebanon would be fought fiercely by the Lebanese and that's home ground for Hezbollah so, right. and Hezbollah is a capable fighting force as far as I'm not here to promote them. No, no, no. They're no, just... no. This is just facts. Like, what I'm saying is, is like, they fought such a f formidable... They're, they're, they're capable in guerrilla warfare. Gr yeah, warfare. yeah. Like, they're not going to go toe-to-toe -to on a mass battlefield. I mean, but if you're going to step into their jungle, per se, you know... Their neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, but, like, I'm just phrasing yeah, it kind of like Viet. I mean... Of I grew up in the 70s in, you know, Vietnam, right? You know, and, you know, when's the last time America truly won a war other than against themselves, right? You know what I mean? No, seriously, like, you look at, 
look at the Civil War, and even they lost that, right? You know, like, it's, but, you know, we're, what I'm saying is, is like, what's kind of, yeah, I know. Well, it's sad, right? It's just like, well, yeah, and I yet mean, they keep doing it, but. Afghanistan did not look good for whoever was in there. Well, the Soviets, Iraq. you know, took a lick in there, but. but there is a reason they call Afghanistan the graveyard of civilization. Like, nobody goes in there, comes out a winner. <laughs> And you know what? Hats. I tip my hat to the Afghani people. They defended their land. That's all they have to do. Everybody else is an invader. That's all I can say about that. Well, and don't you think it's kind of silly in the in the media? Like th this one really got me. And in not just I'm trying to stay on top of topic of like you know Canadian involvement in foreign policy in the Middle East. But I, I just got to stray away on this one because. I, I just thought it was laughable. Like it was in the summer of this year during the election campaign in in the states, and, and uh, I believe it was CNN, either MBC, MSNBC or CNN. You know, one of the garbage news stations, and they're out there, you know, along with the Washington Post and all these other, you know, and they're saying, "Oh, the Russians." Are paying bounties on you know U.S. soldiers, which I thought was absolutely absurd. I'm thinking, why would anyone have to be paid to defend their country? I'm pretty sure, you know, if if a you know a bunch of North Koreans landed in fucking Baltimore, pardon my language. I know I'm not supposed to swear as much, but no, seriously, you know, I'm pretty sure Baltimore would be like, you don't have to pay them. To kick the invaders out, they would be like, "Well, we got guns. You want to do this? You know, it's Baltimore, right?" But, but see, anyway, see, the problem with uh, the problem with North American media, it, it plays it this way: What's good for the goose is not good for the gander. It's okay for America to defend itself. It's okay for Israel to defend itself. But can you ask Western Western media? Is it okay for Palestinians to defend themselves? Is it okay for Afghanis to defend themselves? Do Afghani lives matter? These are questions that if you ask Western media and all of those people that speak about human rights, they will be stunned. They will stop. They cannot answer. Well, and even in Canada, we do the same we do the same BS, right? You you see it in our media, you know, and we ride the wave where it's like and trust me, you're gonna see it over the next four years. We're gonna tag along and it's gonna be, well, we support, you know, of course, our neighbors to the south bringing democracy. It's always in the what name democracy? of democracy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's elaborate on that. That's, that's the problem. Uh, let's talk about democracy. Let's talk about an, an experience. Uh, let's talk about a, a very current experience. Uh, the situation in Egypt, where you had a dictatorship ruling for the Mubarak dictatorship for somewhere around three decades. And uh, when it was toppled, an, elec uh, an election happened, a democratically elected government was in place. Right. And the choice of the people. And then a coup, a military coup, uh, I would bet my money that it was manufactured in Israel. Uh, but anyways, after it ensued and Abdel Fattah al-Sisi became the dictator of Egypt, 
the world rolled out the red carpets to the to a dictator just toppled the democratic government. The, the countries like Canada and United States and England and Germany have relations with them and Trump calls them his favorite dictator. So what democracy? It's 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 all a, a lie. So well, and we got to remember too, like uh, you know, U.S. foreign policy. I think is like, and Canadian foreign policy is so intertwined because again, we're such close neighbors. We don't want to. We don't want to upset the balance, but I think my I I need to understand because. The way I view what's happening, and this is just what I'm being fed, right? Because honestly, it's not like I'm getting firsthand knowledge. It's only through the advent of social media. And even then that gets censored and sanitized. So I don't truly understand, like, you know, all I can see is like, okay, there, what I see happening with the Palestinian people is like a form of apartheid. And well, well, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like, they're limited to, like, you know, as far as making an income or where they can live or the expansion of settlements into their territory and the question, Jewish settlements. The question that really puzzles me is how could the Jewish people, this, the people that they claim that they have survived the worst atrocities ever, the Holocaust, how could they enact the very same crimes that they've suffered at the hands of the Nazi Germany, how right. could they enact it on the Palestinians in this day and age? And how could the world that turned a blind eye? Yes, that defended the Jews back then, rightfully so. How could this world right now turn a blind eye and just let the Israelis do to the Palestinians what Nazi Germany did to the Jews back then? And this is actually a modern problem that we we need to look at. There's a new message out there, mm. and it's, it's. I won't call it the new Nazi or new white separate because that's not correct. That would be that would be improper characterization of this message. It's a new fascism, and it. Uh, uh, just let me finish. This I'll, I'll let you finish because I want to touch on that word. I'm not. I'm not saying it specifically is against Muslims, but it uses the Muslims. Just like the Nazi Germany used the Jews. Nazi Germany galvanized the Nazis around hate the eternal Jew message. Right. And now this new fascist message is going out and saying, the Muslims are coming. Hate the Muslims. <laughs> hate the brown guy. You, you, you can hear it in, the, in their talk, in their podcast. You can hear them saying, the Muslims are coming. Look at them, look at them, you know. It's funny that you say that because like growing up, it was, the, you know, the Russians are coming and... We had a guy, Don Cherry, that was just fanatically obsessed with hating the Russians. And, well, you know, now they're all in the NHL making millions and millions of dollars. And they're very happy. And, you know, capitalism's worked out well for them. Um, but, no, uh, yeah, not to be cynical. or No, no, it's, it's funny when you were talking about fascism. And here's what, and this is just, again, my opinion. It's kind of being loosely thrown around. And what I mean is, like, what's a tr Like, I think when people were calling Trump a fascist, I, I was just like, okay, wait. Trump... He, he, he's, he'd be the worst fascist 
I mean, I mean, he doesn't have the attention span to be a fascist. You know what I mean? It's just, well, I just, when, and it, um, see, is he a bumbling fool? Okay, no, yeah, he and, is. And he, that, yes. Fascist, does he, like, encourage, you know, and I think it's inexplicably, I, honestly, I don't think he's cognizant of, of really what he's doing sometimes. And I don't honestly believe, you know, he intends... It, because I think in his okay. own megalomaniac mind, he <laughs> honestly believes he's doing the right thing. And he just believes what's best for the country, right? So, I, do I believe he's a fascist? No. Is he a bumbling fool? Yes. I mean, I, I don't think he's... I mean, but as far as, like, you know, let's take police brutality in the United States, which is a hot topic. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Now, even right now, it's not safe to be black, brown... Um, it never was. Well, no, wrong. no. I mean, no. It, I'm, we can attest to that. Like, you know, I still get mistaken for, you know, a tanned white guy. I don't know. I'm like, man, I'm pretty dark coming November here still. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like. I know. Uh, melatonin dudes, like, <laughs> they still don't get it. Um, so you're trying to tell me. Honestly, people that were, they're still perplexed by the idea that. My dad was white and my mom's black. And I'm like, it's, it's 2020. Yes, exactly. It's 2020 and people that cannot... And there's still like... The people that cannot catch up with this time just should stay... Yeah. No, well, we don't need those people. Like, again, I think there's... You know, when talk, we were talking... We're going to pause for a minute? Yeah, we got... So, yeah, just... Uh, Back to the Trump thing. You were talking about fascism and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, first let's let's talk about the definition of fascism. Mm. Fascism is a form of far far right authoritarian, util, uh, 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 ultra national ultra nationalism characterized by uh, dictor, uh, dictatorial power, uh, forcible suppression of opposition, and strong regimentation of society and the economy, which come to prominence in early 20th century Europe. So, is does he act like a fascist? That, does Trump act like a fascist? Tries to. The problem, <laughs> the, problem, the problem is that there are safeguards in the United States to prevent a president from acting like a fascist. But he tries in every way he can. You know what's funny? We lack those safeguards in Canada. So, Get this. So, I don't know how familiar you are with our parliamentary system. It's very British. If anything, we're even more stricter than the British. So, um, I don't know if that's a word. Uh, I, I know, well, I mean, I speak English and bad English. So, um, so anyway, we, our parties, especially our two main parties, liberals and conservatives, aren't actually dictated to by uh, the ruling leaders. So, whether it be Trudeau or, say, uh, who's uh, Aaron O'Toole, what a name, eh? 
Have you seen this guy? Some 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 guys come with their own nickname. No, that's his actual name, O'Toole. Like, exactly. But have you seen this guy? No, he's a tool. Like it's like it's. I haven't seen him, but I think the name suggests that he is. Oh, trust me. You take one look at him, man, and then he opens his mouth, and it's just like, dude, you're a tool. But no, so. But um, I'm glad I'm glad you're having fun. Um, but no, this is the funny thing. Like the thing I like about, or I don't like within our parliamentary system, is you can't really vote for a leader, right? So you might actually have. It, it, so this I, is this is kind of where the United States I think has an advantage, right? Because you you can say vote on initiatives, like. You can vote on, you can vote, you know, people that are more likely to vote in independent. But if you need, you know, if, if, the, basically you're picking the best of all policies. And in Canada, unfortunately, those policies are being dictated by what they have as a party whip. So those leaders, like, it's not like, you know, say, there's somebody in the Liberal Party, and I've never voted Liberal in my life. I, you know what's funny? I have voted NDP, Conservative, Communist Party, some obscure, like, independent, some independent that didn't have a prayer. And people are like, why would you waste your vote? And I'm like, and especially in Alberta, we can talk about Alberta for days, but uh, we won't go there right yet. But the the problem is, is like, you know... Even, and maybe not somewhere now, because you're seeing more of, like, that kind of political thing down south, like, where you used to have people, like, they weren't afraid but, to say, but, hey, you know what, this is not what my constituents want, regardless if they're Democrat. Just because they're Democrat doesn't mean I have to vote along Democrat lines. And they can vote independently. In Canada, it doesn't well, work it, that it, way. Is it, it's Party, it, it's, is it party before country or country before party? Well, is this it, in Canada, it's party before country. So, so, so it is in the states. <laughs> well, it is more so now, I think. But I think there was a time, you know, I mean, if you go back to the '90s and when Ross Perot ran and scared the living bejesus <laughs> out of the Republicans and Democrats because he garnered twenty percent of the vote, you know what I mean? Jesus, I mean Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura wasn't even running, and he was polling in, like, the high teens. And it's just like, I was begging for Jesse to run down south. I was begging for him. Why do you think Trump won when he won? Is he was a change from that rotten political environment, uh, that that choice between, you know, Republicans and... and, and Well... I, I don't know. I don't know what happened in this election. Trump says they stole it. Uh, I, I, uh, like but, this. but Trump did he? He did even better than last election vote wise. Just, so that should be cause for concern. Can I? Can I? Can I say this? once. What would happen if the Pope stood on the holy pulpit of Catholicism and the Holy Vatican and said, "All your prayers are a fraud." What would happen to that religion? Well, you know what Trump did? He stood at the holy pulpit of democracy and said, all your votes are a fraud. 
Are, are you? Oh my goodness! I can't believe this is happening in front of us. <laughs> well, I'm not shocked actually, because you know what? There's such a big de degree of skepticism. Because in like I, you know, it's funny. Like when people are, oh well, you know, we don't have it as bad as in maybe in a fiscal sense. I don't know, or you know, you know. Do, are people hungry in, in I'm, North America? I'm telling you, you have, I'm telling you, I've been to a lot of countries. You have it good in Canada. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, and we should talk about some of these countries you've been to. Um, but getting back to like, yeah, like basically Canada, like the liberal and especially the liberals and conservatives are run by the party whip. So it's not like as an MP you can just go out and say anything right like you have to follow the line if you don't follow the line what happens when you don't follow the line in a party in this country is you get kicked to the back benches and you might not get endorsed for your next go around in the riding so sure. so basically you're told what to do what to say and if you don't say it and if you don't if, if you, you know what I mean, if you it's don't not about the company line. Yeah, and it's not about your constituents. You could be, it's you could be what, what what the elite want. Exactly, how they line up exactly. Their See, I've always said the level, the, the corruption exists everywhere, and and every country. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's just in some countries it's like at eighty percent, and in some countries it's at thirty percent, and. And, it's, and and the difference is in some countries it's like down at the lower level where you can bribe a cop or bribe a jail guard or a border guard. And in some countries, like uh, one I don't want to mention, it's further further at the top, you know, like it's, you know, the guy at the top has three uh, convictions of unethical conduct or something like that and still in office nobody thinks about it or that's oh that's well, terrible corruption. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, I think Brazil's one of the worst. Like, uh, oh my God, like some of the stories you hear out of, out of Brazil, geez. Well, you but know. that's the thing. Like, uh, your people are like, oh, you know, you want to hear a good one? When Canadians are like, oh, we're gonna end up like Venezuela. I'm like, you know what? I'll take that over Brazil. I, I, I will. <laughs> Have you seen that country? And have you seen the leader of oh, that country? Oh, Bolso, that guy, Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. The, the, <laughs> that guy's just the a Trump, the yeah. Trump he's a brown Trump. That's it, or whatever. He's, I don't think he's that. Well, he's not brown. Maybe he's. I, mean, I think he's, he's like Portuguese he's, or something. He's part of the fucked up hair club. Oh yeah, it's just. <laughs> but the guy is like twisted, man, and it's just like he's trying to be all macho. Ah, COVID can't take me down. Well, no, it can't because you've got the best doctors. Like, have you noticed? Okay, and let's touch on a little COVID talk here. Okay, if you weren't disappointed that people like Boris Johnson... Oh, God, was I disappointed, man. I, I had to talk to my psychiatrist about this. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I literally asked my psychiatrist about... Uh, COVID was, you know, still at the beginning, and I wasn't really understanding... When he caught it, though... The survival rate, and I'm like... And but... My, just listen, my psychiatrist was saying... The, once, once you go on the ventilator, there's like only 20% survival rate. I'm like... Man, that means the fucker survived. <laughs> well, he beat the odds, and it was no. I was almost in and tears. It, what bothered me was like that guy looks sick on a good day. Like I, I mean, I was just like, there is no way this guy and, makes it. And he definitely has a diet and like, similar to Trump's. I mean, 
Well, and it was like Bolsonaro, but you don't see much of him in the media now either, right? Since these guys got it, it's like, you know, you can tell that, you know, a little steam's been taken out of their punch, right? And it's, it was like Chris Christie, the former governor of New Jersey. And I thought, okay, this is it. This guy, he's a goner, man. Like, he's a walking billboard for diabetes. And I am like, he lives. And I'm like, okay. Now the the jig is up, man. Like, I am not buying any of this shit now. Like, yep. if these guys can live through it, the I mean, granted, they had a team of probably yeah. the best. The more you talk about it, I'm starting to believe all these quack theories. <laughs> well, it gets you, I mean, it gets you thinking, yeah. though, right? It's all, like, all, of, all of these. Some of these guys, you know, they don't. Genetic research. They don't stuff. have the best diet. Like, you know, you know yeah. they're eating, you know, Bacon out of a bowl? I don't know. Like you know, it's just like, and yeah, they shouldn't. Yeah, they should. And meanwhile, you know, everyone else, like, and granted, like the general populace, for the most part, walks away unscathed. You know, our elderly and most susceptible though, are what need to be taken care of. You know, that's anyway. I, honestly, uh, I, I uh, COVID subject is one of those. I don't, I don't want to. Uh, I don't. I don't wanna like to go on too long about it, but yeah, like you know but, what, it's part of our life right now. But let's be yeah. honest. I don't, I don't want to confuse the audience as much as I'm confused. But it is a serious <laughs> thing. I, I'm all for your liberties, but this, the, this is a serious disease, and the elderly are suffering. And oh, I think our most vulnerable it. should be. At the top of the priority list. Like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? You know, sick, elderly. You know, I think, if anything, the best thing that's come out of this is it's exposed what a shit job we've done in our care homes oh, for our, elder, our, our elderly Our people. priorities are so bad. Like, we have so much money that was being spent on industries other than healthcare that we should oh. afford that money into healthcare. Oh, you mean like giving Ford or GM a pile of money or Bombardier or, you know, let, or, let's give... Or even just think about the amount of money we were spending on athletes and sports and stuff like that and, and entertainment as opposed to the money. Or, or, or just think about this, the billions we spent on developing weapons to blow up some poor people in some other country. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Nobody really wants to talk about that, though. Because those are just causes, right? Or they're believed to be. Oh, yeah. And that's what's upsetting, right? Oh. And so when you bring that up, and it's like, you know, I'm never going to have to, and I hope I never have to, I never want to see my kid enlist. To be honest, I don't want my kid enlist in the military. If it's for humanitarian missions, hey, I'm all down with that. But, you know, this idea of... You know, and we're gonna stray back into this regime You're change. Native, right? No, 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 no. My mom's black, man. Shit. I like, <laughs> no, my mom came from the Caribbean. Yeah. You have that look where you, you could. Pass oh it. yeah. You know what? To all my Indian brothers out there, my Aboriginal Aboriginal friends, uh, love you. That's what uh, I was gonna say. This is your land. Defend it. Tell your kids to defend it. I'll defend it with you. Well, you know but, what? But don't go somewhere else. The the indigenous in this country, the indigenous office. in this country are the true kind of caregivers for this for the land of this country, and it's they need a bigger seat at the table, and yeah. that's they have literally no seat at the table. I'm, oh, you want to hear about a racist piece of legislation? Just read into the Indian Act. Take a good read into like <laughs> and. 
here's the thing. The Trudeau government, for all their virtue, virtue signaling, for all their virtue oh. signaling, it is absolutely pathetic and a joke. Because what was happening on the east coast of Nova Scotia, or on the east coast of this country, in Nova Scotia, when it, in regards to the lobster fishery, and, and I'm not going to get too deep into this because that's not my waters. But am I supportive of it, the indigenous actually controlling the in industry? Hell yes. You know what? I think they will manage this far better than white commercial fishermen. You know, all you, just, all you have to do is look what's happened off the Grand Banks of Newfoundland. Like, Newfoundland's been devastated for decades until oil, and now oil's in the shitter. Newfoundland's broke. Well, it's, it's very simple. Big business or big corporations are looking for short-term profit to satisfy their investors. and so, Whereas a community is looking for the longevity of well, the Well, I think the long-term goal should always be, you know, sustainability at a local level and then working outward from there, right? And I, you know, I don't know. Like, I just remember in the 90s, it was, it was actually Bill Clinton that signed NAFTA into law. Bill Clinton signed NAFTA into law. It was Bill Clinton. And not, the idea was, and the, this is the bag of BS that they sold us. And I never, I was never fond of NAFTA. I was never fond of globalization. I thought these were all bad ideas. These are very, very dangerous. Actually, I actually, in, in my in small numbers, because, you know, being that it was Calgary, you know, the idea of protesting for something you believed in was a foreign notion, my God. But so, but I did attend one protest against uh, the World Trade Organization, against the globe, you know. Uh, the globalists. Like, well, and it was the more. globalization. Yeah, yeah. It was more about the global trade pact and all this shit, right? And I was like, I, and the way I read it, I was like, oh, these are all bad things. And because everyone was led to believe, well, this is. And the way I saw it, it was just like, well, this is just going to lead to exploitation of another country, a poor country, by us, or the Americans, or Europeans, whatever. Whoa. That's what they do. What do you think they, what yeah. do, you think they do these things? Well, and what have they been doing for like 300, 400 years, right? You know, and, and I'm just like, can this trend not friggin' stop? And, and people, oh, no, but we're going to get, and this is the thing, it's the the me, right? And it's, here's the thing, I, I've never been... Sorry if I'm ranting or going on too much, but I've never been, like, that materialistic, right? You know, it's like, look, just give me the basics, man. Give me the basics. I'm happy with that. Good roof over my head. Good food in my belly. Some cold ones. I'm a happy camper, man. Everyone, though, you know. I need a you couple know, of joints to go along with that. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, shit, hey, you know, nothing wrong with the weed, man, and, and you know what, it's all legal now, so sweet, <laughs> but, you know, you know, the only thing I didn't like is they, uh, by legalizing, what they, the way they went about it is they kind of hurt uh, the entrepreneurs, and by that I mean the independent growers, right, you know, they hurt their trademark, well, but. The only reason the government got into it is to control it, not. No, it, it was never, it was never they, meant They didn't to, legalize it to make it better for you or me. They no. legalized it so they can tax it and put money in their pockets. That's all. Yeah. 
They don't care about you, I mean, man. Look, listen. I I uh, would love I would love for uh, governments to be benevolent and for the good of the people, but from my experience and from multiple countries and this one specifically. Well, uh, you've been in this country a long time. Very, to my to my listeners well, out there, long enough to consider this. Agent home. Agent Jerusalem here has been here for what since two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah. Two thousand two. Essentially, that makes you a citizen in my eyes. So, and well, if you've been a contributing member, even I, I, better I, yet. I'm, I'm not a citizen. I'm actually not a citizen of any country, to be specific. Well, in the you know, maybe you're a global citizen, but as I, long I, as you... To I me, if you've been in I, on I, Canadian I, soil for this long... I, I, view, I view the world differently. I, I like to think of myself as a citizen of Earth. I think... I, I don't see borders. I... Borders, I think, are uh, those imaginary lines are, are uh, a problem actually in the world, and uh, they are. Don't get me on borders because you know where my mind goes. It goes to aliens, and then I start talking about aliens, and then yeah, all bets are off. So, but that's okay. We're not going to talk about aliens in this episode. Yeah. No, this is Agent J's show here. So. I'm letting them roll this. No, seriously, you got some great insights. Like, you know, uh, well, we so were we'll, talking. We were talking about the the. Oh, let's get back to like being brown in North America, black and brown, man. Uh, well, I I will talk about it from my experience. I spent some time uh, in a, an adult incarceration facility in uh, Northern British Columbia. Uh, I was going. Keep going, man. I'm gonna just grab a cold one and. I was going through a trial, and my first impression once I was put with the gen uh, and with the general population is, oh boy, it's all native. Like uh, the units, I think there are just under forty people in a unit, and I would say eighty percent of the population in the unit was young native men and wait 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 let's get back what, the percentage well 80 percent of the unit was young native men and i was thinking 80 percent 80 percent and i was thinking a jail should be just a sam a random sample of the population of the community well yeah because you know everyone commits exactly everyone and, of all skin color doesn't yeah 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 exactly. i mean everyone commits crimes and if, right and, and if and if everyone is treated equally in the eyes of the law, then the jail, like if the percentages outside were uh, 21 Right, it, it should match, it, it should match it kind should, of the demographics, right? It should match, but I was shocked that it was overwhelmingly one pop, one demographic. And no one, no one had to tell me that the cops outside of that jail are, are racist against natives. I just, I knew it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Welcome to Canada. Um, <laughs> they, they are racist motherfuckers, but you should well, hear some of the stories out of Saskatchewan, man. As, as I came out, after I, I think it was right after uh, I went into that uh, facility that the RCMP had an audit that came to the conclusion that they are racist against natives. But let me tell you something, Canada. A racist organization is not just racist against one group. Like, let's take the Ku Klux Klan, for example. They weren't racist just against black. 
They hated Jews. Hated Mex- they hated anything that wa- they hated other whites that weren't like them. Yeah, but they liked Chinese food and they did like Mexican food, which but- is kind of odd. <laughs> but I mean, it's all about the spices, from what well, I hear. Let's let's get back to <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. But that, think of your RCMP. They're not just racist against natives. Oh, they are certainly racist against other communities, other community minority communities, and. We oh, can, absolutely. We can have well, other episodes to talk about that. Yeah, and you, you know what's funny? Like, I think uh, any major city in Canada is a good example of that. Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. Uh, you know, the East Coast. I, I mean, the, the Manitoba. I, I mean, my goodness. Like, I mean, Alberta without a shadow of a doubt. Okay. Like, it, you know, it, it's... I mean, I had, honestly, I had so many indigenous friends that at some point, and I, you know, it didn't, you know, it's funny that until sitting here, I'm 47, and I'm, this is now clicking into my damn brain, that it's like, man, almost every one of them at some point was in the system. We were... I mean, maybe not on the level of the United States as far as being having private prisons, but we have a form of a prison industrial complex. And it's just, you know... Well, see, in the way I look at it, it just, just to finish my statement, I, I view it as... It's to, it's to keep um, any form of unity or, or kind of buildup of strength, Right? If you can keep people down enough, they can't resist. And that's kind of, and that is something I've kind of grown to, to learn, you know, probably since my, you know, early 20s, actually. And, you know, but now it's become even more prevalent now because now, to me, like, I'm more focused on the class issue because... Well, it, it, it's good that you're bringing it as a class issue because they are trying to break... To break it into two, see, there is the class that's in uniform, that has certain rights that are right. different than yours, and there's the class that's not in uniform, that has lesser rights. Now, no, the guy in uniform could shoot you, and he'll just get paid leave. Yes. Right? <laughs> Isn't that something, eh? Yeah. If I shoot you, it's a different case. <laughs> Well, there, there's no innocent before proven guilty, though. Oh. In our yeah. case. You know what I mean? No, no. I, in our case, there's no innocent before proven guilty. I, I For a cop. Oh, he's innocent he's until innocent he's proven guilty. Even after. Yeah, he, get, he, gets, he gets to get paid. And he's even, like, even, even after he's found guilty, what does he get? Dismissal or, like, suspended sentence? or They, they have a different set of rules for them than it is for you. Oh, and they will use that to their advantage when it comes when it comes time for. It. Well, and that that's the whole, pur- you know, in the whole purpose of my show is like the reason I do this in in to all my listeners out there, to those of you that follow me on Twitter, I fucking love you guys, and you're beautiful. You're all beautiful people, trans, black, gay, brown, I, whatever. I love you. You're beautiful. Like you're crazy, and I love it. Just keep. Tweeting your crazy shit. DM me. You know who I am. Um, 
But the whole purpose of what I'm trying to do is raise a working class revolution. And what I'm saying is, is like, we've got to quit letting these fools play us against each other and understand that, you know what? You're not, we're not in the club. We won't, we're not invited to the club. We are not invited to the, in, in the club and that club knows how to manipulate us against each other. And I, I want to be honest and frank about this and serious. Even the, the, the hardline Trump supporters, they got played. And they got played to hate everyone else, else and think that everyone else... Well, is much like the conservatives in Canada. Just like, the, you know, every, just like the Democrats, everybody gets played. And we end up pointing fingers at each other instead of pointing fingers at the club. Our enemy is one. The same people that steal your taxes... The same people that ship your jobs overseas, the same people that shut down the jobs, that you, the same people that bomb us in the Middle East, the same enemy. We're just pointing the fingers at each other instead of pointing the finger at the one enemy. We should all, like you said, a, a, or you called it a blue-collar re revolution. It's just the people. The people Ooh, I like that, actually. You coined that one. <laughs> I, I like the blue-collar revolution. No, because you know what? It is about the worker. But At the, the end of the day, it really... For me, anyway, that's the way I view it. Because, you know what? I can, I can you know... And I've experienced, you I know, racism and all this BS. And, yeah, does it make me angry? But you know what actually angers me more? Is when I see some billionaire prick get like a massive handout from the government and then there's people that worship it and then I'm like well and then those same people I'm like you're working class and you're shitting on the same people that say you're collecting CERB or they need EI or you know or you're calling them lazy bums because they want to you know because they don't want to work for 15 bucks an hour and, and you know really what's the point you're, you're no better off. So I'm like, well, I don't blame you. I don't blame the single mom that, you know what? She doesn't have access to free childcare. You know what? Free well, childcare would be the most beneficial thing to the Canadian economy. It is the biggest thing because there are so many single mothers out there. You give a single mother thing, free childcare. We have. That's a whole other topic. I, I yeah, and at, I mean, we can go I, on and on. I don't know yeah. how old you are. You might be a little bit older than I am. But anyways, I look at the... What are you trying to say? <laughs> I think that was a dig, dude. <laughs> no, all I'm saying is... What am I showing? Oh. I, 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 look, I look at the, the people around me, and I see a lot of single parents, a lot of broken families. And uh, it's this is a, this is a this could be a whole... Oh, yeah, that could be a whole other topic. You know, but I kind of want to talk about... A little bit about okay. So, like, what's one of the most interesting places you've ever been? Have you ever been to? Uh, well, we're <laughs> okay. I'm gonna just I'm gonna fire off a place, and you tell me yes or no. Okay. Uh, Damascus. I have been to Damascus. Yes. And what's it like? Uh, at the time? Before, before... Way before this. Yeah, way very, before the shit. beautiful place. I remember walking through the old markets and just looking at the old architecture and 
Uh, I was a little child. I wasn't. It's not like I remember. You know, oh, okay. So this was this was way back. Way then. back then, my sister. Was, so we're talking the eighties. Yeah. It, no, I wasn't. No, it was the nineties. My sister was. Uh, Holy shit! Am I that much older than yeah, you? Yeah. No, my sister was trying God to go to university it. there. Anyways, yeah. So. Uh, Where are you picking an album, man? Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't oh. played the Fleetman Rack. Do you like Fleetman Rack, dude? Yeah, yeah. I haven't played that yet. Yeah. That's a that's a classic. My dad loved Fleetwood Mac. Shit. Man, that's that's another like two city Damascus is. Uh, I don't know how well is Damascus Damascus doing after that many years. No, before. no. I I think after Civil yeah. War. Civil well, that's, War. That's one. Place. Actually, you know what? Let's let's touch on Syria a bit because you have a good understanding. Since you have a better understanding of the region than literally. Anyone in this room and probably the vast majority of people in this country. So. What's a specific question? Okay, so my specific. Very, very okay, so place. I'm going to. Yeah, because we've only got about, I don't know, 10 to 13 minutes left, in, 12 minutes left in the show here. And so, because to me, this is still something that's important to me, right? Or, or you know what I mean? I, I, I still think about it a lot. So, here's a good question. I want your opinion of why Russia, why Putin made his uh, made such a strong presence in Syria during because you know the U.S. was backing certain elements well, there, right? The, the short, the short so, answer: Putin is playing risk, but for real, world domination. Putin. Putin is a, is a, is a so you think he's he's trying to to lay his foundations? Putin is just spreading forces around the world because under Putin, Putin wants to. He's a but is KGB, it, KGB agent. He wants to reestablish that. So do you, you know, think he's like trying to world. just basically counter the U.S. moves? So right, like. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not. No, he might, he's smarter than the idiot in the White House. <laughs> uh, well, the, the next one coming in has got dementia. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah that's, this that's, doesn't that's, bode that's, well then. That's right? very serious. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, Putin plans, Putin Putin thinks about what he's doing. and He's, he's very strategic. He's, yeah. Uh, well, you got to remember, when he took Crimea, literally, I mean, they just walked in there and took it. They just took it. They took Crimea and, and, and with. He just he just solved the war with a signature and sending a couple of like the guy. Well, Obama Obama like basically was like, we can't do anything, we can't do anything. Like uh, they they were yeah. hand. It was it was like you know what? It was the first time I honestly you, watched the United States. It was like they were handcuffed, and it was just like, holy shit. You guys aren't the biggest baddest on the planet anymore. No, no, no you're no. not the baddest anymore. You don't got shit. Nobody's scared of you anymore. Everybody's I, calling your people are calling your bluff. Exactly, exactly. But the thing is, there are some bad players that are out and playing right now, and well, what I, don't, I don't trust Putin as much as I'm telling you he's he's, he's playing risk at global scale. I, I, I just, I, you know what I. <laughs> I don't trust the guy. Does not have the best. Uh, like he, he's backing the Assad regime. There's no human, no self-respect. I, I agree. Uh, that Assad I, I uh, that I have to agree. But I, but do you agree with?
the process. Like, you know what I mean? With the U.S. involvement, I don't pushing agree. it to I, those... I don't agree with the U.S. involvement. Why do you think I spent years fighting in, for my freedom? I don't agree with the U.S. involvement, but I also don't agree with... Like, pushing it to that degree where it's like... Because I'm a firm believer of self-determination, right? Yes, so that's what the people wanted. The U.S. was trying to manipulate that, and Assad, and Assad was just trying to crush that. And guess what Putin backed? He backed the guy that was trying to crush it. So right. as much as I disagree with what the U.S. is doing, I can't really stomach what Putin did. Right. So he's, he's Putin's not really an ally. He's more of a ally of the regime, not the people. Yes, Putin just wants to have bases. See, in like, fellow comrades, before this show closes out, look, I believe there was like positive elements going back, back to like the Cold War era. There was actually positive elements within the Soviet regime. And by that I mean like people like Gorbachev that were like pushing for disarmament nuclear disarmament and and it was gorbachev it wasn't reagan everyone you know this is where our media bullshits and lie and our history lies to us but i'm like this is where i firmly believe you know we've got to get past this shit and it's like people like gorbachev those were people that should have been did he ever get the Nobel Peace Prize? I'm not even sure. That's a good question. You know what? I would like to know that. Actually, before we close out, we're going to find that out. Because... Well... under Because, actually, it was under Gorbachev, the war in Afghanistan ended. He worked towards um, non-proliferation with the United States in decreasing nuclear arms, See. not entering proxy wars... And I, I, I think, man, well, if this guy well, didn't, but, but, but Obama gets a peace prize, but the man entered about seven but, wars but, during his. I, I don't know why Obama gets a peace prize at all. I don't, I don't understand. Isn't that insane? Because, I mean, that guy was launching drones every chance he yeah, could. I know. Like, yeah. more people got killed. Uh, he did. He did. He, yeah. he did get the peace prize. Yeah. Oh, he should. And he should. Well, I don't know, you know. He brought the Cold War to a peaceful end. Yeah, so the, this Berlin is a man of... When the Berlin Wall fell. Yeah. Man, that was a time. I, you don't remember that shit, man. 1989. Yeah, I remember oh, that I shit. And I think I had a mullet. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I think I had a really bad mullet. I was a little kid back then. You were little? Yeah. It was kind of curly, wavy. Like, like, yeah, like David Hasselhoff. <laughs> I can't even see that. No, it was nothing see, like David see, Hasselhoff. back to the dig about age, that's... It, it was terrible. <laughs> I sh no, it shouldn't have been doing it. Oh, I got some good pictures I could pull out. No! <laughs> no, what? The only pictures I'm posting from now on, I'm boring your, your Ushanka, and I'm like, but well, we got to find a pin for that, man. we got to get you a pin. Make it a true comrade. Anyway, we're, we're peacing out. Thanks, kids, comrades. Um, I'm just going to, you know what, because there's so many of you all of a sudden following me now. Um, you know, it's growing by leaps and bounds, like on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, just enjoy the podcast. Uh, Agent Jerusalem here, man. Thanks it's been a pleasure. Yeah, we're going to do this again. And uh, 
There's big things coming up with this guy in the future. And you know what? Everybody likes a surprise. <laughs> um, anyway, you know, uh, anything, you know what? We've got a few minutes left. Uh, what do you got left to say? Uh, what do you want? What, what well, would you like to see? I would like to end on a positive note. Yeah. This is uh, an ugly time uh, because of COVID and all the restrictions and everybody is feeling on edge and you walk into the store, you kind of see a lonely look in people's faces. So let's just uh, try to be happy and nice to each other around. Outside. Well, I think, you know what? You know, I think George Carlin said it best. You know, we got to learn to take care of each other. But, you know, uh, you know, people talk about saving the planet, and we haven't learned to even look after each other. And, yeah, and I think we got to get we got to get there first. You know, and you know, and then I think everything else kind of follows suit. And no, and you know, I, 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 you know what? We we're gonna do this again, um, kids. So there's this is gonna be a kind of an ongoing thing. Uh, of course, I'll. I got to catch up on my uh, own private rants. And uh, comrades, um, don't be afraid to uh, take up arms, uh, especially my comrades in the United States. <laughs> if you can, if you get a chance, burn a cop car. Um, yes, I said that. <laughs> this is the Brown Bolshevik. I've authorized you to literally destroy. Yeah, it's your tax dollars. Fuck them. Anyway, peace. And uh, Agent uh, J, well, good to uh, have you. It's, uh, it's and we're a gonna... pleasure, and I'm sure I'll come back here and we'll talk more. Yeah, brother. All right. Those brownies keeping it real. All right. Peace. What we should do is do maybe five-minute segments about certain things. We should focus a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Instead of meandering the way we did. Welcome back, comrades, sons and daughters of the revolution. All my followers out there in Twitter land, love y'alls. And uh, yeah, I really can't wait to share this all with you. And I'm going to tag all my favorites. And uh, yeah, please share it, retweet it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm back with uh, my uh, my favorite guest here. Uh, and hopefully to be a regular and... Uh, you know, just give us more insight and more knowledge, and knowledge is power, and that's what we're aiming for here. And you know, you know, a big enlightenment in this country that we call Canada, the big country. So, um, anyway, this is the Brown Bolshevik, and welcome to the show. I'm gonna pause. Let's let's keep this candid.
So, okay, uh, the topics we were going to hit. Uh, oh, um, anyway, introduce yourself. Uh, this is Agent Jerusalem, as I'm nicknaming him right now. Uh, again, you're going to have to wait. Uh, because, and, oh, so, just to reiterate, um, again, this is my interview. These are my questions. I am posting this. This is my deal. So, uh, I don't want any, uh, well, I don't want any blowback, but, um, I'm not giving up my source until deemed, uh, well, necessary. safe to do so. Yeah, safe to do so. Uh, so, um, yeah, um, because, yeah, the insights you have, like, and the things you've experienced in this country are, and we're going to get into that in future uh, podcasts, um, more so, like, it, it's more your experience and then where you've been and what oh. you've seen, and so we're going to, like, okay, I'm going to let you run with some stuff here, and because what did, we wanted to just hit on, like, uh, our justice system, right? Is that where we wanted to go? Well, we could we could start there. Did you want to start there, or it's up to you? Like, well, we could we could talk a little bit about that, but uh, there is a major problem with the the biggest problem that I saw with the justice system is that it's no longer serving what's just. So what happens in any case, almost any case that goes, is the crown looks at what they have uh, for whatever charges they can muster up and let's say they can have X number of charges they call they talk to the attorney of uh, the accused and they say listen we have really strong charges on A, B and D and we really have a weak charge on C and your client uh, has the option of fighting this in court, but he's gonna, you know, he knows he's gonna spend about, spend about a year or two years fighting in court, or he can take a, a guilty plea here and we'll give him, you know, time served or time served plus two months, which is shorter than the time it'll take for the trial, the proper trial to happen. So what happens is you get a, all kinds of plea deals where no justice is served. What's happening is the most, uh, the fastest way to resolve the issue is done at the most convenient way for the lawyers and the judges. It's bargaining. It's a bargain. It's it's not just. So basically, a defendant's lawyer and the crown are working hand in hand. They are. They, I, I don't know if. They're, are you truly get, so? Okay, like in. I'm so, not saying they're working hand in hand. Okay, so like. But what we have is a flawed system where we reach this point. I'm not saying this was the intention of the system. Right. It's just this is where we at right now, and it's no longer serving real justice. I think. Uh, well, in our last show, you talked about the disparity of like, the fact in like you recognized it off the bat. Oh, yeah. Going right, into the right system. From, right from day one. Yeah, like you recognize off the bat that a disproportionate number of inmates were indigenous. Yes. So, and I mean, so, and I'm going to go here because, like, I've never, look, other than, you know, spending, you know, 
a night in the drunk tank or, you know, going to remand. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I never did any serious shit. But, like, you know, I had my, you know, uh-huh. my, you know, well, my altercation, or, you know, my involvement, you know, with the law, right? Johnny Law. Um, but, so, what, what I'm saying is, because, like, I never really, I mean, I did see it, kind of, but I didn't really recognize it, right? Because, you know what I mean? Like, again, well, I wasn't I, in, you know. You weren't fighting. No, no, like, yeah, I, I wasn't, like, truly incarcerated, like, you know, a couple days in the drunk tank or, or, or you know, and... See, l- yeah. let me put yeah. it this way. There's the way Canadian authorities act and behave on camera and in public. Oh. And there's the way that they truly act and behave. Did you see... There was a video posted mm-hmm. of an indigenous woman... Can't remember in if jail being dragged around. Yeah, I, yeah, I she was I, being I dragged around. I, I well, the first, I heard did about you? It too. Well, you should see the video. There's three RCMP officers, or well, I don't know if they're RCMP. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, you know, I can't remember to be honest. Mm-hmm. But the video is out there, and but three police officers will just leave it at that. And in the video, a male officer, no. There's three of them to tell me that these three men cannot, you know, operate in a professional fashion to calm this woman down, to make her feel safe. I watch her take a right hand to the jaw in the video. She is laid out. She is out cold. And then they take her pants off and I'm like, okay, this is concerning. And then I hear nothing. That's, you know, that's the, the behavior of sexual predator. Is If we saw that, if that guy wasn't in uniform, and you saw a guy do that to a woman... Exactly! You will call him a sexual predator right away. Yeah, that guy, hit know, a woman, pa- and knock, her, knock her out, and then take, take her, her pants, pants off. off. So what, he's in uniform, he can do that? That's and then, was oh... Was this on the news at all? Yes! Okay. This was posted on CBC. So what's happening with that? I haven't heard anything since. And it's just it's just like crickets. Look, Here we go. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, well, how dare we criticize our men and women in uniform? Back again to, yes. there is a, there's two set of rules. There are rules that are for you and me, and there are rules that are for them. And, for example, in my, in my own experience, there was violations committed... Uh, by the RCMP and found actually by the BC Supreme Court but yet the cops determined that their own the, the RCMP determined that their own uh, uh, by their own uh, investigative methods that their employees didn't do anything wrong you can't you even though they violated my you know you can't have your your investigative force, part of the same force that's committing the oh, crimes. Oh, the, the the RCMP are self-governing. They they're unaccountable to anybody. And they are corrupt from I don't know the top down or the. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it was RCMP had promises full investigation after woman punched at detachment withdraws complaint. She withdrew the complaint. That's what well, they promised that I the RCMP, no the RCMP head promises full investigation after woman punched at the tobacco okay. detachment. Yeah, so yeah. it sounds like she did, withdrew her complaint. Well, hold on, 
just lost it there, but... Well, regardless, I mean, she didn't... The, the crown Look, should be going after that... And this was in northern Manitoba at a... It was a northern Manitoba detachment yeah, yeah. in 2018. See, if the crown is really... is a public prosecutor, that public prosecutor should be going after the offender, regardless whether he's a yeah. cop or not. But uh, we don't have a public prosecutor here. We have to, you know, they do not treat the cops the same way they treat us. Well, and you know what? I was always told that growing up, though. Like, you know, being brown, there's going to be two sets of rules. And, and, you know, you don't want to believe that. Like, you want to believe... Growing up, like the 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 playing field's level, and and honestly, you don't. To be honest, like Alberta was a funny place. Like, look, I, man, I, I met a lot. They were bigots. They, they were flat out bigots. But honestly, to some degree, and it it's, it's not just Alberta, right? Like. Kelowna's just as, like, Kelowna's, yeah. like, a racist you, piece of shit. You're sh talking about the cops, or you're talking about... No, no, I'm just talking general society, right? I, I disagree with I, you, because, I, look, I, I've seen the, uh, the... I'm not saying there aren't racists in Alberta or Kelowna, but... I've oh, also, no, no, no. I've also seen that there are a lot of good people around. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, what I'm saying, though, is it's... A, what, my, my thing is the acceptance, right? And, the, and, and, and then... So the here's the thing, Canada operates on this is a this is this is a on a covert on a covert level. The United States is in your face. <laughs> it's in your face, and you know this. You you know this. I, I, Canada <laughs> operates on a covert level, though it really does. And my mom, I mean, here's the funny Canada thing: is, is, you know, is, ignorance and stupidity is just stupidity. And my mom is from the Caribbean. Yes, she's black. But you, when people in Kelowna would literally drive up there and be like, hey, go back to Africa. What the fuck? Like, because only black people come from Africa. Yeah. You know what? Well, and every white person that says that shit, like, honestly, you know what I tell them? Well, you came from Africa, too. Yeah. Because the oldest human remains. That's... The, uh, <laughs> racism, racism nowadays... Well, it's just is, stupid. Uh, it, 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 it's actually... Yeah, I, I think we're past that. I, I would hope so. I, I wanna, Obviously, maybe, I don't think maybe we are. Maybe I should touch on this because uh, yeah, do. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a visible minority and I'm an immigrant and uh, uh, I'm. Uh, You're brown uh, as brown, man. What, what should be called the refugee? And let's 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 put something in perspective. You almost look like my brother with a beard. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. He kind of does. Your brother is a good-looking man. Yes. Uh, so uh, listen, uh, a I'm refugee better. is a person, <laughs> no, a person seeking shelter for a short time. Not right. for, not you know. Uh, y yes, I understand. They come here and, and people are scared. This, you know, always our pe people are scared of uh, something different coming in. It happened to every ethnicity that came all over the across the ocean. But a refugee, by definition, is someone that wants to go back once things settle. So let's uh, let's try to be. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, this that's a great. I don't think we know that. No, that's an yeah. absolutely great point because I've I've often said this. I said, you know, if it wasn't for 
Western democracy's imperialistic nature exactly. and ruining countries. I mean, I'm pretty sure most people With don't want to leave their yeah. home. You know, they don't want to leave their home. I'm, it's like, pull, you know, if things got so bad in this country and I had to say, go to Texas, yeah. I, I'd be like, uh, I guess. You, you know, but I want to go back home. Even, yeah, when things you know better. what I mean? When things get better. You call me Jerusalem, you know? And I, I go, Texas I, is not a good example. I, I, I'd but, rather be under my olive trees than being here. I didn't come here to take this away from anybody. I'm only here because circumstances... Well, I think everybody wants their created. own... I think everyone wants their own backyard to be... A place of comfort and a place you can call home. But I mean, if it's raining bombs, you know what I yeah, mean? So stop, stop. Or if your life is in danger. Yeah, well, that's bombs, just it. Yeah. If you express, well, in getting back to the fact, like, you know, you, you've you traveled the Middle East, you have seen. Let's let's not jump around. We're trying, okay, okay, we're, okay. We're trying to stay well, you dic you dictate. On, on you the, know what? We're, we're trying, I'm letting you dictate the show here. We're, we're trying to stay on the topic of the justice system. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, yeah let's keep so keep on the justice. 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 Well, how You want to see the video? Uh, Have no, you seen uh, it? well, I I can't uh, as as you know there are restrictions oh, that okay. prevent me from uh, doing certain Well, things. you can play it. Uh, I can I can play it for my but I, compadre I, 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 here. It's, it's sad. I don't. I don't want. Uh, it's. It's another one of those uh, videos. That I'm oh Jesus! You know the ads. Of course. Yeah. Well, you know. But no. Keep. Keep. Uh, keep going on. Like because. So see what's gonna happen to that cop? Best case scenario. Best case scenario. The most punishment he's gonna get. Fired. Right. But, is but he'll really, probably still get his pension. Is, is that really a is that really is that really a punishment? Does that deter the next guy from doing the same thing? Yeah. So here, I'll, I don't know if there's any sound. There isn't. But did you see that? Like, here, I'm gonna replay that. Okay. So Murray, I'm gonna let you watch this. So she took a swing. Oh my god. Okay. But there's horrible. three of them. It's three men. It's three men. First off, okay, there should be a woman there. Exactly. It's three men. Now watch. See, watch this. I believe that... They roll over. She's out. She is out cold. In this country, indigenous women have it the worst. As far as, as, far as discrimination against watch, a group just of watch. minorities. Like, this is insane. Why are they take, undoing her pants? Like, uh, I mean, isn't that disturbing? Well, and yet nobody talked about it. Well, that's the behavior. But of... can I ask why they did that? Like, what was? The... I, I don't understand the point of them taking her pants off. The, the I, I, I honestly, Look, I, I, I don't know what happened after this because the video stops. I was, I was in the custody of uh, the RCMP after a minute fifty. Yeah, and then they just drag her. They are sexual predators. Oh. You know, I, you just heard me say that I was in the custody of the RCMP, and I was in the custody of BC Corrections, and their behavior and their conduct is that of sexual predators. I was visually sexually assaulted on a regular basis at the hands of the RCMP and at the hands of BC Corrections, 
and I, and I, at the hands of uh, CBS. I'm, I'm, I have, I can back this claim. I'm, I'm, I'm serious about it. Okay. We're delving into some really deep shit here. And. Again. <gasps> he just reenacted the punch. After oh. he came out of putting her in the, in the thing. Yeah, now, now he's, he's, they're proud. Now of the, the fat, that's, that's the, the that's, fat jerk is. He just was like of walking around. Oh, like, they're well, they're the d- macho behavior. That's like I'm, I'm alpha male, and I just be. You know, that's how they Woo. behave. That's they thrive on this. Some of them live for this, these moments. But no, I want to go back to like. So you, you're so. Let me, let me, let me describe this to you at the hands of CBSA. Um, okay, and and um, let's CBSA the that, that Canada Border Security. Service Agency. Yeah. Can, okay. Yeah. So I I was at the for my American the, listeners because yeah, they're beautiful yeah. people. And so I was at the our cops are just as bad. <laughs> oh oh yeah. <laughs> no, you, you think you they're going to be so happy they're not alone now? <laughs> so, literally, this is uh, the building address is seven hundred uh, West Georgia, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was. Taken into a room, which is supposed to be a cell. So I'm cuffed. Before they put me in their cell, they frisk me a, 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 a very physical frisk. So, okay, fine. You want to make sure that, by the way, I'm being taken from a jail by CBSA to that other building. And they frisk me there. So I have nothing. I'm secured in, inside their cell. Two seconds, or sorry. 30 seconds later, they call me out of that cell to go take me into an office to talk to my lawyer. This is I'm, this is how they intimidate you on your way to talk to your lawyer. From there to the lawyer's office, they do that very physical frisk where they grab your privates and... Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been down that road. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. This is twice in a minute. Ooh. Right? So I go in there, and as I start talking to my lawyer... I just came from a three-minute, uh, three-hour, sorry, three-hour drive from the jail to the facility, and I needed to use the washroom. So I said, "Can I use the washroom?" Before I finished talking to my lawyer, to take me to the washroom. Again, I was frisked again. To come out of the washroom, I was frisked again. This is four times within five minutes now, and then I finished talking to my lawyer. This is all in rooms with full glass, by the way. They can see everything. To take me out of that room, put me back in the cell, they did that again. And by the way, this is not just by one officer or two officers. This is done while the whole hallway is lined up with their guards as two of them are doing So are they all like border service agents or... There are multiple agencies. There's a guard agency that runs that facility and the CBSA officers that are there. Okay. I mean, this is done... There's no reason for it. There's no way I could have had something like there's no reason to frisk me that physical way six times in the matter of 50 minutes. Well, what new are they? What, when what, I'm in your fac- what, what, what are they going to find that's new, no, right? It's, or that's not planted? Simply assaulting you sexually on your way to your lawyer's interview just to make you feel that you're inferior to them. That's so basically, it, it's it, it's it's 
It's as much a psychological tactic. Psychological warfare. Okay. They are their whole game is we're we're in charge here, boy. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and it's funny like that we're gonna go here because so. It's funny, like, we're in the era of COVID, and I'm not going on the COVID topic, but what I'm saying is, post 9-11, and how our world changed, our rights changed, you were, Murray, so wait, were you, were you in the, you were in the States, actually, during 9-11, during 9-11, I got profiled, I'm sure, being, I was an immigrant at that time in the States, from Canada, <laughs> well, yeah, she well, was I white. Know, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter though because I flew after I did. There wasn't a time that I did not get stopped. Let me guess. It's your Russian sound and last name. Yeah, I'm sure it, it probably was. was. It probably was because, because I am the whitest immigrant they could have had down there. <laughs> I was, you know. Because, because when I went through my actual citizenship ceremony, I think I was the only white person in <laughs> 300 people in Seattle. But the thing is, I got stopped on a flight to Phoenix or to Vegas or something. And, and you know, we had to go through all these different airports because it was like a milk run. And anytime I went through one, it was off to the side. Take this off. Take that. We're going to do this. I got felt up by a... By one of the oh, I think I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, You're like got, you thought. You think the guy was like goosing you, man? Wasn't like, it, wasn't it? it's it's again, it's that intimidation. It, it, you know, like I think he was just feeling women's boobs because he thought he could. I remember him asking me if actually, my bra was an underwire bra. Actually, I mean, that's how much he was feeling I'm, I'm, women up at that time. Sorry, sorry the fact for, he knew his bra types. Sorry for but it's impressive. Him, but, no, no, uh, absolutely. I remember a Persian. Uh, Detainee also once going uh, on one of these trips. To okay, so wait, 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 wait. Before, because you got to understand here. As North Americans, we're ignorant. No, I had a friend who was um, originally from Iran. And so he kind of told me the difference between Persians and all that. So you might want to explain that to well, my listeners. I, 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 no, no, it, trust me, you have to. Well, a Persian is a person that speaks Farsi, which is refers to the old Persian Empire. Okay. But the descendants of those are still in current modern-day Iran. But some of them are also in the countries nearby. They still speak Persian. But you could find okay. some Persian people in Afghanistan. and Really? Uh, maybe in oh, Iraq. Cool. Or I think so. And maybe in Bahrain. Uh, so Persian is a person that speaks the Farsi language. Iranian is a person from the country of Iran. That's the difference. Okay. So, for example, like English, you know, a lot of people can claim to speak the, word, the language English, right? Yeah. But they're not. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I don't know. You We're not British. Yeah, but they're not British. But no. England from people from England. Well, have you heard those people though? Like, and like working class British, and God bless them. They're beautiful, actually. Like you can't. You don't know what the hell they're saying. Yeah. You know, they're almost like Canada's version of Newfoundlanders. <laughs> You're just like, huh, what, huh, huh, what? And, and God bless them because, like, they're actually I, the most beautiful people. I have an accent, so I cannot talk about people. But those, like, like honestly, I, I have a hard time relating to people that are, like, they speak, like, proper English. I'm like, 
Man, you really suck. Like you're. Well, I tried to speak proper English, but ah, I shit! Know. Don't waste your time, man. Shit. You know what? It's overrated in like a many a lot. You know, a lot of people here fear they might need to learn another one. <laughs> so, I'm like, well, you might. And I'm like. So by the uh, way, uh, here's one for anyway. your American listeners. Sure. That, that stuff that I was describing to you at the hands of CBSA. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was sitting in what they call immigration detentions, watching Canadian media rave about how Trump put in immigrants in cages, while I'm sitting in a maximum security prison with a bunch of immigrants that have no crime, just that the CBSA wants to check their documents, in a maximum security prison in Canada. And Canada was talking shit about oh Trump's yeah yeah we're talking yeah well isn't that the, isn't that the case right like yeah. so we're so again that's the smugness though yeah. of this country it, it, it really is because i mean that's the bar right if you know what if you if you can rise above the bar in the u.s but here's the thing the canadian media Canadian media is like North Korean well, media, if you really well, they're, well, they're just, they're so full of shit, right? And it's just like, they won't question. It's oh, like, really? if you, if you, if you go to like, and look, again, I don't give a shit about people, but I'm like, look, facts are facts, right? And it's just like, Canadian, well, Canadian media will tell you what the government wants to say. Well, and, and they're gonna and they're gonna the, the royals all the way. They'll cheer yeah. the royals. They'll cheer. They'll they'll cheer whatever spin, right? But it, like, what angers me, what or really kind of grinds my gears, it's just like, look, it doesn't matter if it's Democrat or Republican. Pretty much every president since Bill, well, actually, probably since Nixon has been protectionist. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about us. And I don't know why. I don't know. I, I don't understand. Do you think uh, Pelosi and Biden understand what you and I are talking about? They don't care. <laughs> but they don't care because they're f- rich as fuck. But why are we upset about this? Because we're the ones that put them in power in the first place. We can't sit here and bitch about it if we don't change it. Well, you know what? In Canada's own... In my my issue with Canada is like people are like, oh populism. Look, I go. There's some really actual good things in populism. Yes, and like there really is. Indeed. And I believe in self sufficiency, and it starts exactly. there. Exactly, producing for your own needs. Quit pissing around with these multilateral them. bullshit trade Stop agreements. other countries. Well. <laughs> There's a novel idea. I don't know. If you want countries to quit hating you, quit supporting yeah, the one. Let's, let's look at Canada's relation with the rest of the world prior to jumping on the yes. American line. Yes, yes, yes. Let's you go know, there. You used to wear the Canadian flag. Americans used to wear the Canadian flag to <laughs> Because yeah. it was a good thing to be. Now, do that around the world. You, you look at your reputation around the world. And don't blame... Us brown people blame your governments. That well, was... because you, our governments were so quick to jump on board and score brownie points. Exactly. That's all like, it was. It was uh, just to score points. Did you, did you hear the report that just came about the conduct of the Australian soldiers in Afghanistan? Yeah. Oh, yes. Those are the special forces of the international forces that Canada was part of. 
They're fucking murderers. You don't think there was? Yeah. A, no, oh, that's just murder. So how, it's murder. How, how should I feel about the Canadian Air Force that was protecting these guys as they're doing that? How should I feel? How should you feel? I, I bet you every Canadian is angry at every tax dollar that went into protecting those people and every soldier that died in that war. Why should a single Afghani die in that war? Why should a single Canadian have died yeah, in that war? Yeah, why are we doing this? Well, we had no business being there. Nobody, yeah. Well, uh, Canada had, I, I, I never understood. I heard this. I never understood why we were so... And, but like, this is what America does. If you're not America with us... America bullied everybody in that If you're thing. not with us, you're against us, and we're going to make you pay. If you don't, and you know what, and the countries that said, but, and the countries that said, you know what, piss on you, fuck you, well, they paid, and then they found a way to make them pay, whether economically or through regime change, but anyway, let's go back to that. The question is, go back to that. We, the people, should have this conclusion that the governments don't really like when we see Canadian government, we should not think that it represents the Canadian people. I don't I don't want to feel that the conduct of the Canadian government as despicable as it has been in many places oh, it's, is the conduct of the Canadian of people. Not. I don't want to feel that. I, I don't I, think the vast I, I think the vast majority of Canadians if if they fuck if they Pardon my language. I'm trying not to swear. I'm really working on this, people. You know, I'm really trying not to unload as many F-bombs. Um, but I think... I think if the Canadian people truly understood... Okay, why did we spend all this money engaging... Really, in, in, a, in a conflict that was... Well, wasn't even necessary. You know... I Mama. I went to you know what I went to here's the thing I went to school I went to uh, when I was in my it was my third year third or fourth year either way it doesn't matter it was my third or fourth year plumbing school trade school and this guy was a former service member in the Canadian Forces he had done a eight month tour in Afghanistan. And his wife said, if you go back, we're finished. We're done. So he's she's, he's like, well, I really wanted to go back because I felt like I was doing some positive things. But the one thing he was honest about, he was like, look, I know why we were there. And it was it was to guard a pipeline. We're really there to guard. Well, where, wherever he was stationed, right? Yeah, it, was to, it, it was to guard a pipeline. I, I have heard this from a soldier that just came back from Afghanistan. Canadian soldier that just came back from Afghanistan. He said to me literally this. We were ordered to go into farmhouses, toss a couple of grenades into the yard, didn't care if there was kids or women or civilians there. Went in there, packed, nice. packed the opium, put it in trucks, and it went away. He didn't know where, where the drugs went after that. But he's like, we went and we pretty much confiscated the harvest. It didn't matter who we killed. So wow. I, I don't I don't know if Canadians would stand for that. You know what? I think most wouldn't. I, I, I don't think we want to see our resources, our money allocated. You know what? We, we primarily... Canada used to primarily pride itself on missions of peacekeeping. We were peacekeepers. We, we were... We to we me... Were. But 
if you're keeping the peace, that means somebody is creating war well, to make you keep that's the peace. You know what we're I mean? Covering up if we're keeping the peace. Yeah. yeah. Right? Well, what, 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 what's Canada doing in Mali? Well, now we're just allies. Well, helping France? We're no longer peacekeepers. I mean, you're, we're accomplices. You're, you're helping France in Mali? Mali, I mean, France is, is, look, France is a country that doesn't have a single gold mine yet. It has lots of gold in its coffers from all these African nations that colonized the milk for, like, who are you helping? You're helping some really bad people. Here. So. I think people got to understand, like, the correlation of this, because the scary thing is, is, like, if you come from those countries and you're seeking asylum or refuge or whatever, but you're also going to be targeted. Like, our government is going to look at you. Our, our agencies are going to look at you through a fine-tooth comb. And well, people, you people, know... People think immigrants aren't vetted on their way in? Oh! <laughs> oh. I mean, oh, the, oh, trust me. All, all, there is a lot of... I, I heard some delusional wide... Oh, you wide guys get theories. the... You get the... You How about the $5,000 the government sends me every month that I don't know about? <laughs> oh, you, you, man, you're richer than any working Canadian oh, out yeah, there. Oh, yeah, all like, oh, God. I, what? I mean, <laughs> the basement's nice. <laughs> hey, man, come on. I mean... Don't, don't knock my pad. Come on. <laughs> okay, to my listeners out there, the... My record player actually masks the banging of the boiler and stuff. <laughs> so this is what our government has done to this poor human being. Come on, this is terrible. Well, I think one day, once the story all all told out there, I think I will have some allies out there to back me up. Well, you already have an ally in me, brother. So well, see, I, I, all I want to say is about my ordeal is. What, to all of you out there that like to say your two cents, speak your mind, and have freedom of expression, when the fight was in the BC Supreme Court about your freedom of expression, you know what? You should say thank you. It was me, the Palestinian refugee, and an American Canadian lawyer. That's who held the line for you. That's who held the line when the government was trying to cross it. That's all I want to say about my ordeal. That's so, cool. Like, you know what? So, are you... Okay, like, we're going to pause for a minute. Because, yeah, I've had four beers and I had a rock of piss. Right. Okay. So, we're back. Um, but, let's go back to the education and knowledge is power. You said that, and I think... Uh, the, uh, well, the first episode I do yes. with you. Yeah. So, oh, in case you didn't know, this is Agent Jerusalem. I, I'm pretty sure I introduced him, but well, anyway. Um, I, I have a theory. I uh, okay. We Should, were talking also about Canadian uh, reputation before they jump on the American bandwagon. But let's mm, go back. Mm. You know, at some point, Canada was uh, known as a leader in uh, environmentalist. Uh, well, we were peacekeepers. Like it was, Canada had a good reputation, and I think it's it wasn't some of it, maybe was government, but I think it was all m more the people, because what ha what was happening in Canada is you had a strong middle class, 
And what a strong middle, but this is my theory, this is, you can call me a quack at some point, <laughs> but what a strong middle class provides is a lot of kids that don't have to worry about roof over their head or the meal in front of them, they're finishing high school, they're going to universities, right. and they're able to think about other problems in the world and be activists for it. And for some reasons, the powers to be decided that such educated middle class is not good for them. And they decided to launch a war on the middle class to harm. Well, I, you know what? I, I have no doubts that there was an effort made to like dumb down society. Like I, I, I have oh, no, I, I have no doubt about it. Like, look, you know well, what? What? What's the first thing in any budgetary response? Mm -hmm. What's the first thing that you well, in Canada? What's the, the you, especially like? Take Alberta. Alberta is a prime example for this. Alberta is a good litmus test to tell you like. You know, when, and it's not that, look, I, I think Notley, the leader of the NDP, and she is not even that left. Honestly, she's not that left. Mm. She really wasn't. And, but she bought hook, line, and sinker into, uh, uh, I guess you could call it, you know, Trudeau's charade, right? And it was like. So they, they used euphemisms, right? Like social licensing, say for the development of like oil and gas or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so, of course, Notley bought in and it's like, look, we'll get this pipeline. It'll benefit the province. You know, it's a win-win, but we got to bring down, you know, our carbon emissions, blah, blah, blah. Well, so what happened? Cut down on education or what? <laughs> well, no. So... Notley does this, she does, but then she gets stonewalled. And it's like, what does the federal government do? Well, they take the National Energy Board, the experts of it, and say, look, we're going to relocate this to Ottawa. Well, the people that are experts are actually in Alberta, and, like, they kind of know what they're talking about here. And, like, look. So are you talking about the loss of the jobs in the middle class in Alberta? <laughs> well, kind of, sort of. So yeah. what I'm saying is, is like, you know, she's working with the feds. Well, the feds weren't that popular to begin with in Alberta. So when she did that, people felt sold out because they knew the feds weren't not weren't going to play ball fairly. And they kept moving the goalposts. Of course. So mm -hmm. it made her look like a fool. And it's like, well, yes, you are a fool because you honestly believe it's funny. these people were going to actually cater you, to your needs. It's and funny they, that you say the federal government played this keep moving the goalpost thing because from my experience, they seem to be experts that keep moving the goalpost. Every time you reach it, they move it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, make it harder, that much harder to attain. So this is where I get back to like... The idea of certain populist ideas, like pro providing for your own nation or providing for your own community, whatever, right? And, like, if we view, say, Canada, Canada as a community, I was like, well, the most thing that made sense was the Energy East pipeline. Because, and now, 
I know there's a lot of environmentalists are gonna be upset and it's like, well, no, pipelines aren't the answer. Look, it, you know, until we truly get there, until it's affordable and accessible, accessible is probably the best term, yeah. in an affordable sense for every citizen to achieve this, you know, electric cars, whatever it may be, yeah. well, we need, what's the safest alternative? We can either transport all our crude by rail, nope. which to me Ooh, seems exactly. absolutely the worst. stupid, or you've got 70% of the infrastructure already in place, only oh, one yeah. province held out, and I know we're um, getting off topic, but where I'm getting at with this is like, look, sometimes an unpopular decision is sometimes a good decision though and it's just economically economically and environmentally because i don't know running hundreds well, of thousands of rail cars rail cars is not the smartest solution here. Just... yeah and like the, that's where i'm getting at like you know i'm just talking about like kind of the common sense notion of like where our politicians go so henceforth alberta you know oil takes a dive so maybe everyone, everyone fault. blames, maybe, maybe. and it's not Notley's fault. It's not her yeah. fault. It's not the NDP's fault at all. I'm like, well, look, Alberta has no control. Canada has actually zero control over the oil market. Prices fall. Alberta takes a shit kicking, and everyone wants a miraculous fix. Well, we're going on six years now. I have been through. I have watched this decline firsthand. I was up north. And I was like, I was telling people, you better save your money. This shit is coming to an end. They didn't believe me. Well, and here it is. People are like ready to like foreclose on their homes, businesses. It is in the worst way. This was before COVID. Like this was before, oh, was before COVID. COVID. Yeah. This was like five years ago, six years or five years ago in the making. And I was like, I was telling people, this is going to end bad and these guys in Ottawa don't want to play ball. They don't give a These shit. And they're lining. No one don't care. No, and they they're lining their pockets. Yeah. And now, getting back to like what you went through, and um, we're not going to get into like the exact specifics because you know what we're going to graduate to this, kids. So <laughs> you're just going to have to put up with this for a while. But this man has valuable insight. Agent J here, man. He's now my name is Agent J, Agent Jerusalem, whatever. It's you know, like a, no, and you know what? I can't wait. Like you know, well, when uh, there's a book in the making. I think. Yes. Hopefully, there's a movie. Oh, <laughs> who do, who do you think's gonna play? I, I, I don't want to speculate, but no? it better be a good looking uh, person. I think. But you know, to depict. Well, what? How, how, how tall are you? <laughs> I'm not that tall. I'm only like five ten. 5'10", well, that's way taller than me. I'm like 5'5", five, five, man. I'm not sure. Well, can't be Tom Cruise. I'm all right. He's like 5'. Yeah, no, it can't be Tom Cruise. No. Holy. Well, I'm not, am I that good looking? <laughs> You're not bad. I mean... Well, thank you, thank you. First, you <laughs> need to be the right ethnicity and skin color. Let's start with that. Yes, exactly. So Tom Cruise definitely won't cut it. <laughs> well, and it can't. Well, definitely, it, it can be a little darker than I am, though. I have no. I, I, I'm not prejudiced. I mean, as long as as long as they play me the way I am, 
You know? Well, I don't you want know what? no Hollywood version of me. I want, you know, I want me. You know what? I think if you're if we're going to do a movie about if there's a movie to be done about your story, which is going to be amazing, I think. I, I think it has to be done by an independent filmmaker. That is just my personal opinion. Yeah. I don't think we halt. We we. Do, I don't think Hollywood would want to touch. No, me. I don't <laughs> think so. Well, they would. They would. No, and it I, to I, their it, propaganda, unfortunately. Well, unfor- the yeah, propaganda. they're not gonna like. They're not gonna. They're gonna sanitize it, and they're gonna. Yeah. You know, and then they're gonna put some like sappy, shitty spin on it, and it's like, not to say like it doesn't end all good. Like, I yeah, know, you maybe you well, yeah, because maybe you all we know you air this you find well you street. jump on the unicorn and you ride off into the sunset over a rainbow. That is what <laughs> I want to do. Yeah, but I think I, I hope, saw that somewhere. I, I hope I hope that happens that way. But I always, there are things that keep me up at night. Well, I, I think there's a lot of things that keep us up at night nowadays. Like I mean, nothing's yeah, but easy. See, when 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 the when the uh, I don't know when the things that keep. Do you want to go back to? Do you want to go back to? around with guns on their, uh, you know, on their holsters. It's a different. Do story. you want to go back to like some of the corrections issues though? Like sure. Yeah, because like I, I to me, I, I, I don't think people realize in Canada how disproportionately unfair it is. I, oh, I don't it's... think they have an i, I don't think they have an iota. I mean, uh, and and. Cops would admit it. The inmates admit it. White, black, brown. They will all admit it that if a native person gets stopped for the same infraction, a native person is more likely to get charged or hauled to the station than even a black or an Arab person, and right. of course, than a white person. So for some reason... The cops seem to like to pick on the natives more than anybody else. What I think, what I think is troubling, and you know, and I've been called about, you know, and I don't. You, I thought you had. I don't. <laughs> that's okay. I get that actually, and, well, and you know, it's to me is there's nothing wrong with being there. You know, shit, no, there's nothing insulting. You know, I, know. I wish you should, like you know? plenty in our family. So. Yeah. Oh, that's true. We do. We do have, yeah. We I do have uh, a lot of Native cousins. Hey, um, by the way, one day, should I say this? Pause this yeah. for a second. Oh, do you, here, I'll pause. Okay, so getting, so we got about 12 minutes off. So let's, Instead of just complaining, let's start uh, by offering solutions for once. You know, one thing I saw in, uh, in the justice system, uh, was that in the prisons here, at least in BC, the ones I've been to, there's a serious drug problem. There's a serious opiates problem, and overdoses and stuff like that. Inside, and inside, inside the prison, yes. and 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 the clinics in the prison to deal with the. I'm, I'm, I don't want to make it sound like the clinics are pushing the drugs, but it's like they're caught in a very bad place. You have inmates overdosing on fentanyl. And the, because they're using the whatever smuggled drugs, and they're going to the clinic, and they're saying I'm withdrawing, so the clinic is giving them a suboxone or whatever. I'm gonna pause you for one minute. Now this is a brown Bolshevik speaking here. Now, uh, I've never done any serious time yet, um, but <laughs> one thing I do know for a fact 
is for drugs to get into a prison, there's very few ways. One is guards. I'm going to leave it at that. Anyway, oh, let's continue on. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, hey, Cab. What happens, um, is, <laughs> what happens is right now you have, and, and what happens, you have a lot of the jail population is now hooked on whatever the, right. uh, the clinic is prescribed. So, well, you know what's the one positive thing? is I, I want to offer a solution. I want to say... Uh, since weeds and uh, marijuana has been legalized in uh, in Canada, why don't we introduce marijuana into the system, into the correction, instead of pushing synthetic drugs on these people? But, give them weed. They'll be less. You know what? And I think, and I think we're gonna get there. Honestly, I think we're kind of fortunate right now with the government that we have in BC. They've been the Horgan government in. And by the Horgan government, I mean, there's actually some very progressive people in there that have been pushing for decriminalization of all illicit drugs. Now, what kind of pisses me off is like, I and I can't believe where I, I know I read it somewhere and the feds were just like, oh, well, we're going to just because like, oh, only opioids are used in Vancouver. Like, fuck off. Like, uh, um, no, let's decriminalize all illicit drugs possession, all illicit drug possession. In Canada. And I know people that work on this forefront. I actually got a friend in Cranbrook. She is very motivated in pushing that agenda. Mm. Yeah, she yeah, she deals with uh, uh, you know, people with addictions yeah. and, and trying well, look, get them clean supply, right? Like yeah. that's should be our objective, right? As a society, it's better for all our interests. And, but like you said, and like, it's naive to think when people are like, oh, look, people aren't stuffing balloons, of, balloons of fucking cocaine up their ass. Like, well, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't do that. Well, it depends. Look, <laughs> How much you paying me? I don't know. Like, uh, you know, in, 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 I heard jail terminology when it's women. It's called their pink purse. The pink purse? Well, the they smuggle things it. in in their pink purse. Well, you dated a girl that was yeah. a prison guard. Spent time in jail on the, the on the other see. side of the cell. <laughs> as, as soon as a guy walks on the end, the pink purse. Some some junkie would run up to him and ask him if he has anything in his suitcase. A suitcase. <laughs> but I think I think. Nice. It's crazy. Like, you've been in this country almost 20 years. I think, first off, okay, if you, you're not a criminal, obviously, you're still walking free. Nope. And not you should. The likings of some really powerful people in this government. Well, but you've made them look stupid. And they, you know what? And they, they don't like that. And there's, you know what, there's, there's just dicks in law enforcement that can't handle a loss. They can't handle when they lose. That, and that's all I it is. It's ego. It <laughs> yeah, no, it's ego, right? It, it really is. It's, it, it's just, it just boils but down. Your ego's been shattered. Public uh, employees, you know, they're, they're, they shouldn't be pride in their position. What, you know? what, and what's, 
Uh, they lost. They they've done something wrong and they lost and they got caught doing something wrong. They should not. But you know, it's this pursuit at, to no end, right? Like, let's just keep going until. Well, it is because now they they put so much money and so much effort and and they can't. Well, it's enough about they me. Can't just say we're, gonna no. go, <laughs> we're gonna go back to the to offering solutions to the. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know what? Yeah, right. We're running down. We're 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 running about. So, we got about six minutes so left. So we have that problem. We have lots of drugs in jail that are killing people. I mean, inmates are still humans, and they still have rights, and they have families out there. They're not just numbers, you know. You should hear some of these stories I heard, or I've seen some of these young kids that, you know, a lot of them do drugs in jail because they're bored. There's no real program. There's no corrections. No rehabilitation. Yeah. You know what's crazy? You know where my 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 old man went to prison before? Well, before I was born, right? He was in prison. That's where he learned to weld. That's See? where he got his welding ticket. He got a trade ticket in prison. I have no idea. Yeah, he got a. My dad got his trade ticket in prison. There are, and he was a flat out believer. Hey, the best welders you're ever gonna meet were in prison. I bet. <laughs> well, yeah, nothing but time. <laughs> yeah, lots of time. So that's the thing is, like, if you if you do actually, there are some programs, and here and there, there are some facilities that offer. But these programs aren't utilized, and uh, most inmates spend their time wasted. And I call prisons crime universities. You know, you get an eighteen young eighteen year old kid walks in there with a petty charge. He meets master criminal in this trade and in this trade and they all tell him how to do everything the best way now he's got connections he walks out he's going to be a better criminal not a better citizen if you put him in that environment so maybe it's better if you keep him outside and educate him in a different way man just give these guys a trade like i don't get it like give them a, you know what we, you know, give them a purpose. You know what? What pisses me off? Exactly. This is we all need a purpose. Look, yeah. This is what. This is where my gears get grind. You know, they start grinding when it especially comes to like this conservative mentality. Well, if you don't, don't get into trouble or whatever, and it's like, look, people aren't looking for trouble, but like, you know, we watched a guy get a knee on his neck. For eight and a half minutes, yeah, over a counterfeit twenty, or writing a bad check, yeah. whatever. Who said and the cop is the judge and the executioner the, at the same spot? Who and you that? wonder why. And even if he, even if it was fake, he didn't deserve to die over a fake twenty. Even if it was two million dollars. Who cares? You know? I mean, did we even know that he knew it was a fake? Well, I mean, did it get that far? I, I don't know. Like, do we really know what? All he knows, all, all he knows, the cop that put it, the I knee on his neck somehow miraculously came up with a million dollars bond. Yeah. And then I got censored for a week on Twitter because <laughs> I was like, "Well, I hope the guy gets struck by lightning." That's it. That's it. That's all you said. That's all he said. Yeah. They don't even take Steve Bannon off any of this. Oh, fuck you, Twitter Jack. They let they let Trump <laughs> can eat my dick. They, I mean, they yeah, the president of the United States. Oh my and God. I told the CPSA that. Oh no! Now it's just like 
This might not be factual. You know what? These fact checkers can blow it out their who ass. Who said? Who who gave Twitter? And look, I'm, I'm as much as I disagree with Trump, but the no, I don't believe in censorship. Social, social media is not freaking the. I don't the believe in censorship of the, of the news. You know, they're not the ones to tell you this is true or not. I don't believe in censorship, yeah. and I don't believe anyone. I, Google anyone should control information. Yeah. Hmm? No, we, we actually criticize China for censoring stuff. Now we're asking, and we're doing the same thing. To censor it, we're doing the same thing. Oh, dude, we're silencing. Like, and here's the thing. I, I can honestly, and we're gonna end this on a positive note. And like, the positive note here is to the people that are right of me, because actually, I don't have a beef with you. A lot of you are working class. And you're actually dope. I respect your opinions and you're allowed to that. You know what? And I'm like, you should be allowed to express your opinions, but not in a hateful form. No, no. Hate. You know, I don't, I, we don't need the hate. I mean, really and truly, Look. We, we can disagree. But you know what? I have had way more constructive conversations, believe it or not, with right-wing conservatives than neoliberals. Neoliberals fucking hate me. <laughs> they fucking hate me. I, I'm like, See, I'm just pointing. No, and they if, can't figure it out. If, yeah. if we can, if we can agree on principle, that's a, that's a start. We should we should be able to agree on principle. And uh, Agent should, J, I like that. Finish it out like that, man. We, we should we should all try to unite our uh, forces of good against the one common enemy. Uh, we should find out who really is causing our problems. Who's the one that's oppressing you or causing your, your whatever it is, your way of life to disappear? And who's the one that's causing our way of life to disappear? And making us migrate to your land. And maybe, you know, you start feeling this brown wave of people. Coming. <laughs> Why are they coming? So we should all... Look at the same common enemy and try to correct the path of Earth because we need to leave a better future for our kids. And the way it's looking nowadays, I don't want to leave this to my kids. Yeah, coming. <laughs> yeah, who knows? We're on our way. Anyway, kids, my comrades out there, keep the revolution alive. Glad for joining in. Agent Jerusalem will be back, and like this will get deeper and better. And trust me, just hang in there. Love you all. Peace out.